This is Zash Raymond, and you are listening to the Fulham Focus podcast. Welcome to the Fulham Focus podcast. My name is Matt Boisclair and it would seem that the dream of automatic promotion has been laid to rest this evening after a cagey stalemate with West Brom felt nearly as dull as when we played another Brummy side recently. Was that good enough? Joining me to talk it through is Eastbourne's king of innuendo, Matt Dom, and the star of the stats, it's Stato Matt Arter. What a beautiful little Matt threesome to get you through this. Let's do it. Fulham. Right, Stato, I'm going to come to you first. Dennis Adoy came in for Cyrus Christie um, in a kind of more defensive-minded move based on the fact that probably we were away from home. And even Cavalero came in for Harry Arter and played out wide. What did you make of the changes? With the exception of Adoy, I think I was a bit underwhelmed and a bit annoyed at the changes. Adoy coming in was a good move. He's been playing since the restart, and I think last game he just kind of needed a rest. So bringing him back into the fold, I think that was always going to happen. But for me, it was kind of the midfield that Parker selected that really annoyed me. For the last few games, we've been going with the consistent three of Reed, Arter, and Onoma, and it's worked perfectly. Like It's probably been one of our best midfield combinations um, all season, I'd say. And... If Arta wasn't going to play today, if he needed to be rested, then you had a fully fit and raring to go Stefan Johansson ready to replace him. And he would, he would be able to do Arta's job of mopping up the midfield, putting in those tackles absolutely fine. But instead, he opted to put Bobby Reed in the middle. And I think that kind of fragmented our midfield a bit and it didn't work as effectively. And I just, it's a bit baffling by Parker because, you know, like I said, the midfield was working so well. Why then change it up so much for a big game against West Brom? Dom, do you think bringing in Bobby Reid into central midfield in place of Harry Arter worked? Or do you think Harry Arter probably should have played this game? Yeah, I think it's not where Bobby Reid plays best. I mean, people would argue that he doesn't really play well anywhere. And they've they probably got a point because it's he, he doesn't really fit. But um, Arter has as much as you guys know I'm not his biggest fan but he's he's been part of a consistently good midfield as as uh, Arthur just said and um yeah I, I I want to go for consistency at this point I think we need to just make sure we're in form when the playoffs come around and I think part of that is keeping the same team that's playing well uh, I, I get that he might be wanting to rest a few players because all of a sudden there's two games a week uh, and it will still be two games a week until the end of the season. Um, but I, we lost something today, I think, because we didn't have control of that midfield. And Stato, we've kind of we've kind of tinkered with the team all season, haven't we? Like when Ranieri was our manager last season, he was known as the tinker man. But I always feel like Scott Parker's even more of a tinker man because he just doesn't he doesn't keep the same team from one game to the next and. Just, I feel like the midfield is probably the one thing that's been our strongest point over the last few games with Arthur Reed and Onoma, and to bring to, to keep Bobby Reed in that side just for the sake of keeping him in the team is just 
it's bizarre. What do you think? Yeah, I think um, I looked at some stats that I've been working on and we've used, I think it was 15 different midfield combinations. And it might have been 16 today with um, the new one of Reed, Bobby and Onoma. And likewise, we've, we've used lots of different defensive combinations. And with Parker, it always feels like, you know, it's two steps forward, one step back. And it felt like well, we we had our midfield. We had one. We had our best midfield sorted over this last few these last few games. It was kind of evident that Onimo was thriving and Arta, love him or hate him, he was doing a job, and the defense was coming together nicely. And Mitrovic was back, and kind of the only option, the only question marks left was who, what two wingers do we play, and who are the most effective? Because at the moment, Knockart, Cavallero, Bobby Reed, Cabano, none of them are performing particularly well. So then to like try and play all three three of them. At the same time, it, just, it was just a bit baffling, really. Let's not mess around, though. Cabano isn't in the same league as the other players that you just mentioned, is he? I thought, I know, I know, no, Cavalero no. going off was was unfortunate today, and he was injured. But to, for the only option to to replace him to be Cabano, it's just a bit shit, isn't it? Yeah, and you you can't really blame Parker for that. You look, you've been, you look at our bench since the restart, and no. we have very few attacking options available on the bench and you, you just you know it's 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 unfortunate but yeah we need to be getting more from those from those attacking players i've been highly critical of abubakar kamara for the last couple of years but you, you kind of realize almost how um how much better than cabano he is when cabano comes on at half time and he's just completely ineffective and Abubakar Kamara, at least he's got pace, and at least uh, he's he's got pace and power. Whereas Cabano, he was just he was a little bit power the puff in in all honesty when he came on today, and it just wasn't wasn't the sort of game to bring him on in, was it, Dom? No, he he's not good enough. But as you say, it's not really his fault. Um, mm. It's it's quite amazing that he's still here. Really, he's only yeah. ever been a substitute, and he's, he must have been in what four years now. Um, yeah. And if if it was getting rid of one of Cabano or Ite, then I'm surprised it wasn't Cabano because Ite at least yeah. seemed to be a better player to me. But you know, it, it is what it is, and I, I think what is on the other side as well. We've got a problem because because Knockart, his his defenders will say you know he he helps out at the at the back, which he does, and he works hard, which he does. And I'm not denying that, but I want him to be effective at the other end of the pitch. And I just wanted to see him go the other side around a defender one time. But he's he's so he cuts in so much. Imagine how much of a surprise it would be for a defender if he went down the right one time. Uh, Mm. They're all stepping inside, waiting for him to cut in, and he does it every time. Um, It's it's too narrow. It's not working. And but (laughs) we were talking about our, our attack not working very well. We've kept four clean sheets in a row, and part of that is that we're defending more as a team and you will inevitably lose something going forward doing that I think so it's a balance isn't it it is you, yeah you can't complain about keeping four clean sheets in a row but we're going to anyway because that's what we're here for so anyway let's just go back <laughs> slightly to before Cavalero got injured and talk about probably one of our best chances of the game which came after about 20 minutes when um, Knockout across the ball in and Cavalero headed the ball. He did really well, actually, not only to keep the ball in, but to control it back across the goalkeeper's head and towards the back post. 
And if Bobby Reed had kind of gambled on that, then perhaps we'd have scored. And I thought we had scored, actually, because the camera angle was so far away. But the West Brom defender, Higazi, saved the lead. J-Max, a big fan of Higazi. Um, Stato, did you think we scored then? Did you think Bobby Reed could have done a bit better? It's it's becoming a bit of a recurring theme, isn't it, with Bobby Reed and close chances. I think in this instant, there's not much you could have done. It was just wrong place, wrong time. It was Cavalera did extremely well to get a header to loop over the keeper to get it into that position. Uh, but other than that, Cavalero was kind of a bit of a ghost, and then obviously he went off injured. And yeah, the fact that that was kind of the only talking point and the only chance in that first half kind of illustrated how poor going forward we were, to be honest. Yeah, I think so. What, what do you think, Don? Were you expecting us to go for go for it a bit more in the first half, or did you think that we just kind of soak it up in the first half and then go for it in the second half? Yes, it's sort of been a theme where I think as a as a group we seem to be talking about a KG first half an hour and without much happening. That seems to be the way it goes, but it tends to be in recent games that we've we've kind of stepped up from around that point. And I think it went the opposite way this time. Uh, before the drinks break, we were we were the better team, and then sort of the second half of the first half, they they improved and looked looked like they were likely to score. Um, I was expecting us to go for it because you look at that game and they've got Brentford breathing down their neck. They've got a home game against a team who, with an outside chance of going above them in the next couple of weeks, if if they lose, the pressure was all on them. We we didn't have any pressure because we, we were going into this game not expecting much, but we might as well have given it a go. And I just don't think, even though a point away to West Brom is is a good result, is a good result. It's just not what we needed, and I don't think it's what we should have gone for. But it looks like that's what we played for, and that's the result we got. So maybe, maybe Scott's thinking ahead to the playoffs and, and how we might play against the better teams away from home. Stato, do you think that we should have played tonight more like a more like a cup final, or do you think it was just going through the motions? I think it was a typical Parker performance, and that's not what we needed on a game like today. As Dom said, you know the pressure was all on West Brom. They needed to get a win or a point just to stay ahead of Brentford. And for us, this was our last chance to try and sneak into the automatics. It was always going to be a slim chance, a very slim chance, but that slim chance was dependent on us winning today. And the fact that we just didn't put anything into it and... Parker set us up to be so defensive and passive. It's a it's a bit of a worrying sign because when we do get to the playoffs, is this how we is this how he's going to set us up as well? And are we just going to play for the draw and try and nick a goal? Because if so, that's a that's a dangerous game to play, and it's it won't be particularly enjoyable for us or indeed the players probably. Yeah, it's it's happened quite a few times this season, hasn't it? Where we can see that Parker's a more defensive manager and he likes a 1-0 but when we have gone behind we've struggled this season similarly to how if we've gone ahead we've we've tended to do well but it's a dangerous game as you say in the playoffs if you go behind it's it's a big ask against the quality of the teams that that's in the playoffs well I was talking to J-Mac earlier and I I just wonder whether this evening Josh Onimer uh, had an off off night or whether 
you know, perhaps it was a it was a, a game better suited to Tom Kearney if Tom Kearney was in form. Josh Onham has obviously been in some form lately, and and ju- it just seemed like tonight he w- he was very quiet. I don't know whether that was testament to how well West Brom played and how well they they kept him out of the game, or whether he was he was just having a quieter game. What do you think, Stato? I think with the case of Onama, it largely comes from the team selection again. If in the last few games he's been playing so well because he has Harrison Reed and Harry Arter in the midfield, protecting the back line, kind of almost doing all the dirty work whilst he can flourish and make runs forward and be that creative output. Whereas today he was almost forced to do the Harry Arter role, being the box-to-box midfielder, whereas where whereas Bobby Reed could do that. Now if we had played Arthur or Johansson, I have no doubt Onimo probably would have had a better game and would have been more effective. Uh, likewise, had we had Kearney available, he would have been highly effective as well. I've, I've been a massive kind of um, speaker that Onimo has been playing better in the midfield than Kearney and should be playing ahead of him. But that's not to say that Kearney shouldn't be in the team whatsoever. He's a fantastic player to have and a fantastic asset. And in a game like this, he would have been perfect to have bought on to change the game to kind of try and carve open that West Brom defence. So not having Kearney was a big miss and not playing Onimo in the correct in the correct position was also a big flaw as well, I think. All right, maybe our maybe our best chance in the second half was when Anthony Knockhart took a punt and hit the crossbar. I missed a chance because I was busy talking to you lot on bloody WhatsApp <laughs> and just heard the crossbar rattle. How did you think Anthony Knockhart did today? I thought I thought he did okay. I thought he's been all right in the last couple of games, and on another day that might have flown in uh, over the keeper. And if it had gone in, and we'd uh, and we'd won one nil, then we'd be having a very different conversation now, wouldn't we? Yeah, we would. Uh, it just it just frustrates me. Uh, you can you can see every game there's a good player in there and he's proven in the past that he's a good player at this level. We just haven't seen it. And he tries really hard and he's probably trying too hard, but it, it, all it would take probably is something like that to have gone in much like it, all it probably would have taken for Bobby Reed to pick up form would have been uh, Smithy's not to make that world-class save last week. And if that had gone in, then maybe it starts a run of a, a run of games and goals and, and whatever. But he needs something to happen. Uh, maybe it's kind of building up to being here in the playoffs. Who knows? Uh, but it might it might be. But for the amount of shots he's had on goal this season, and for the amount true. of goals he scored, what's he got like four or five or something? It's not it's not enough, is it? Yeah, I think it's four. Yeah, ten, ten, ten million quid we've just paid for him in the championship no, I'm, for I'm four goals. You. I'm with uh, you. It's, it's not. He hasn't been good enough. Um, he hasn't been the player we've expected, and. Uh, I I don't really know I don't really know what it is. It's like he's lost a yard of pace or something. He's so predictable. His cutting onto the left and shooting from the edge of the box is about as predictable as Alfie Mawson missing out for the injury, isn't it? It's just <laughs> I just <Wait>. I, don't, <laughs> I just I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. He he frustrates me more than any other player on the team, I think, at the moment. Because because All I expect right. so much more of him, I think. Yeah. Yeah, there, there were. I mean, he, he always seemed to score against us, didn't he, when he was playing for Brighton? And now he signed for us, and he's just one of those. One of the. Oh, let, let's he, not go over it again. We've been through it so many times. Greedy, greedy bloke keeps the ball, shoots, hits it over the bar. 
it's he, he it, made it, it, all, always about him when we played against him. Like he, he yeah. even even when he wasn't playing well, he'd win fouls and be, be annoying and get our get our players booked. And he he seems to be the one getting booked now. I I, I don't know. He's not. He's and not yet that. now he's now he's signed for us. He's still being annoying. <laughs> what, what, what can you say about the bloke? Exactly. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, let, let's come on to the end of the game then. 89th minute, Cyrus Christie came on for Tim Ream. That was when we decided to go for three at the back. Surely, at this point in the season, when we had the chance to go two points behind West Brom with two games to go, we should have been going for the jugular much earlier than this, rather than leaving it to the last last couple of minutes. So it, it just it, it's beyond belief for me. I, I, I can't believe we left it so late. What do you think, Stato? Should we have really gone for this after about 70 minutes, really gone for it? I mean, for me, I, I would rather have lost 3-0 on the counter-attack than just had a, dr- a dreary 0-0 in this game. It just almost typifies the season, doesn't it? Absolutely. And I think it sums up Parker and the way we've been playing quite well. I, I get that he wants to set up defensively and on the face of it, getting a draw against a top two team, it's not a bad result. And keep, keeping a clean sheet away from home, sure, that's great. But the fact that we needed to win this game and we had nothing to lose, for once, Parker, why, why didn't you just why didn't you just go for it? Just you know, like, We had nothing to lose. Sure, we could have got hammered and our confidence might have got dented a bit, but with the knowledge that we were going for it, the players wouldn't have been too fussed, I think. I, and, I think. Sorry, mate. I was going to say. I think at worst we we get hammered, and he goes, "Oh, yeah. See, that's why I don't want to set up to play like this." And he justifies, you know, his own his own kind of mindset, really. But it doesn't seem to change. He doesn't. Oh, I don't know. It doesn't. He doesn't do it, does he? Yeah. Like I said, it's it's so frustrating with Parker because we were in, we were in a, such a good position, and then we have a, just a, a drab result like this, and it feels like we're back to just stage one again of just boring Parker football and frustration from the fans. All right, mate. Well, um, it looks like the automatics are all but over. Dom, do you think we're in a good place going into the last... Well, we're going into the last couple of games. We've got Sheffield Wednesday, then we've got to play Wigan, who won 8-0 at home tonight, which is just a complete anomaly of a result. But then um, then we're going to have to go into the playoffs, possibly playing Nottingham Forest, who are the team below us. Do you think we're in, a, do you think we're in good shape? I think we are. I mean, as disappointed as we are with the result, it was more the, the manner of the result, I think. It's still a good point. And we, we won four in a row. And then, was it three or four? I can't remember anyway. Four. <laughs> we mean, won we, four. We, we won four, four and then in three, a row. Right? Yeah, yeah Q, we got four QPR, three. Birmingham, Nottingham Forest, Cardiff. Yeah. And then tonight. Yeah. Okay. Well, was a draw tonight. Yeah, we'd won four in a row. Uh, and then drew tonight and we've had four clean sheets in a row so really when you look at it that way we're in good shape for the playoffs but it's just bizarre that it doesn't feel (laughs) it just doesn't feel like we're we're flying when a lot of teams will be looking at our form and looking at our results uh, away beating Forest away drawing away to West Brom beating Cardiff these these are teams in the top six we should be really confident with that form I'm not quite sure why it doesn't feel feel that way, but maybe it will when the playoffs come around. Because when we played Forest, I saw really nothing to be that concerned about. And even West Brom tonight, they they weren't that good. They were beatable. And on our mm. day, we could easily beat them. So 
I don't think there's anything to fear, and we could do it definitely. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like we've got anything to fear, but I feel like teams will look at us and think, "God, we really don't want to play Fulham at the moment," because they'll look at us probably not watching our games, but they'll think they have a lot of possession. They've got some big name players. They've got Mitrovic. They've got Bobby Reed. They've got I don't know Tom Kearney, Onama, Knockart, Cavalera. All these, all these big players who have who have been promoted before, and. Um, yeah, and, and you know they, they just they just won't want to play against us, um, we're, we're not having watched our games. And I think I think we've, we we will have a psychological edge. I think. Yeah, I think that'll go into our go to our advantage because we're better against teams who we seem to be better anyway against teams who don't want to commit too many players forward. We've been mm-hmm. undone by Leeds and by Brentford, who are attacking teams, but against Forest and West Brom who were more well certainly West Brom are more defensive minded uh, and Cardiff who were defensive minded we we looked all right so yeah. and in the playoffs getting a result away and we come we come third or fourth mm. we're away first we're in a good shape I think so I think I, we, we, we may have to play West Brom again if they if they screw up the last couple of games and Brentford n- uh, nip in there and we may have to play Forest again. We may have to play Cardiff again. All these teams that we've recently done okay against. So I don't think it's that bad going into the playoffs. But it's an old cliche, but it is a lottery, isn't it? Anyway, all right, let's come on to a Scott Parker rating for this evening. Then Stato, what's your Scott Parker rating tonight? Oh, I'm, I'm going to have to go quite low, I think, because this was our last chance and we really should have gone for it. But we didn't. And a lot of that was Parker being too naive too cautious so I think uh, three or four three out of ten I think just because we didn't go for it and the changes he made were too little too late and too ineffective really I mean Dom's making a face as if to say that's really <laughs> harsh but the last couple of games I've, I've given Scott Parker a 10 and I'm going to go low as well because I really feel like we should have gone for this tonight like it like it was a cup game and we just didn't we never went for it and I, th- I think I'll go one higher and go for a four, but I, th- I did. I was disappointed tonight. What do you reckon, Dom? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm normally quite harsh. Um, several point, three or four points off for for being so dull, um, and changing the midfield when I don't think it really needed to. But I do understand that potentially it, it's a good time to start using the squad. Um, and even if we won, I'm not I'm not that convinced we still would have we would have gone up second. But it it was dull, wasn't it? It was boring. So I was weighing up five or six and because you guys are so low, you've brought me down to a five, I think. Um it, <laughs> it, it just it just wasn't it wasn't the performance I was I was hoping for, but it was the performance I was expecting, I think. I don't think, even though you guys were hoping we would go for it, I don't know if either of you really realistically think we actually were going to. Don't know, it's I a real shame, isn't it? It's a shame. Yeah, no, I, I think that's completely fair. It's, it's just a bloody shame, isn't it? But again, it sums up this season. We've we've pulled out results consistently throughout the season, but just just not quite up to that level of excitement that, that you'd want. And... Um, yeah, it's it's been it has been dull, and that that was that tonight. 
All right, let's move on. Let's let's move on to a uh, Sheffield Wednesday preview. We we have got another game on Saturday, which is quite easy to forget. We've got we've got two games left to get through before we have to go through the playoffs. So let's look at Sheffield Wednesday. Fulham. All right, Stato, it's Sheffield Wednesday on Saturday. How do you see the game going? So because of the result against West Brom, it's unfortunately a bit of a, a bit of a nothing game now, really. We don't really have much to play for. I suppose we want to solidify the third or fourth in the playoffs so we can play away first. But other than that, there's not much to play for. West uh, Sheffield Wednesday are kind of in mid-table at the moment. They haven't got much to play for. They should be safe from relegation now. The only thing that could potentially um, put a spanner in the works is the fact that there are rumours going around that Sheffield Wednesday may be going to going into administration, which would give them that minus 12 points deduction. And for one, there's been reports that they might get additional points deducted due to some dodgy accounting jiggery-pokery with their sale of their stadium. Uh, I'm not going to go into the details, but it basically means they could be facing a further points deduction. So they might be looking over their shoulders a bit and they might be wanting to get a win just to make sure that any points deduction won't mean they get relegated in any way. But these are all ifs and buts, really. So, but other than that, it's a bit of a, yeah, it's a bit of a nothing game. Just looking at Sheffield Wednesday, how they've coped since coming back from the restart. They've only won two. They went on a three-game losing streak, but they beat QPR um, at the weekend. And they are currently playing Huddersfield at the moment as we do this pod. Who knows what the result will be? But if it's a win, there'll be another two-game winning streak coming into this. So, yeah, like I said, there's, it's, there's not much to report on, to be honest, because we've kind of made these last two games for ourselves a bit of a, bit of, bit of a nothing game. I guess it's an opportunity for Fulham to rest some players, maybe try some new stuff out. But, yeah. I, I, don't, think, I don't think I want us to to rest too many players or try anything at this stage. Uh, I think it's really important that we keep winning, keep not losing, maybe, um, keep our form up, um, play well heading into the playoffs because at this point, we're, what, two two weeks away from the playoff semifinals, maybe? If we then, if we start playing players who aren't going to be in the, in those games and we lose uh, there might be there might be rustiness there might be a, a drop in morale by the time that comes around so let's just let's just go for it let's keep trying to trying to win the games yeah and i think one key thing that i'd want to do is to try and keep our defense tight we haven't conceded a goal now in five games not since the leeds game so if we can keep up not conceding a yeah, goal, we, get we, these we, clean we, sheets we, we, we. We conceded a goal in the first minute of QPR, but we haven't conceded one since then. Uh, yep, the QPR one. Yep, forgot about the QPR goal. So, yeah, we haven't, we haven't conceded since then, which is still a pretty impressive record. So, if we can keep that up going yeah. into the playoffs, that will breed a lot of confidence in the defence. And looking at Sheffield Wednesday's attack, their top scorer is a 33-year-old Stephen Fletcher. Remember him? He's on 13 goals at the moment. And other than that, they've got... Um, Jacob Murphy, his twin brother Josh played against us against uh, for Cardiff the other day. Uh, Jordan Rhodes is also playing for them as well. He's on three goals, and yeah, it, from the looks of things, he used, they haven't to, be, got he used a, to be brilliant, didn't he? He used to be uh, brilliant a long time ago, a long, long time ago. 
They've also yeah, got yeah. Dean Windass's son, Josh Windass, playing as well. Um, and they've also got Connor Wickham. He was meant to be some wonder kid for England, but that hasn't turned out well for him. So, yeah, looking at the There's attack... There's a lot of strikers who are no good. They've got a lot of like <laughs> average has-been strikers, but Gary Don't Monk, say that, who's the manager there. Yeah, <laughs> up against the defense who hasn't conceded for the equivalent of five games, no problem, no danger. What could, poss- what could possibly happen here? Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think the key thing for us here is to you know, not concede, try and get that win, and kind of keep the momentum going. I think not conceding is the one because, as much as I've hated, not hated, but as much as the way we've been playing this season has has been boring i think uh, i'd much rather we kind of beat teams 4-3 than beat teams 1-0 uh at this stage i think not not losing games is the number one thing so if we can go through the next two without losing then then we're in really good shape because that will be seven without losing in a row which is which is pretty impressive in this league i also think it'd be useful if Brentford can slip up if we can get third place not that I'm scared of Nottingham Forest in any way. I think we could easily beat Nottingham Forest over two legs. But whoever finishes sixth will be a lot weaker than Forest, and that will be a big boost for us if we can finish third. So, yeah, if we can try and keep up winning and hope Brentford slip up, that would be nice. Well, it's not in our hands anymore, unfortunately, which which is a shame. But you know that's 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 the nature of the beast. So. Um, the, the real the real shame for us is the 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 slow way that we start seasons, and this is this is a mini season, and we did start it very slowly with that with that defeat to, to Brentford, and then the defeat to Leeds, um, and then obviously we've got on this run now, and that, as I said earlier, no no teams are going to fancy playing us at the moment, but yeah, that's um, that's where we are. So, all right, well let's um, let's I'm not even going to bother going on to a um, uh, a, a kind of a, a team prediction because who knows what what team park is going to pick it it'll probably be a variation on what we saw this evening i don't think there'll be a mass change um stato what do you reckon the score is going to be home to sheffield wednesday i think it will be another classic parkable boring game and we're playing a 15th place sheffield wednesday it's got a scrappy one nil fulham all over it hasn't it i think with a Mitrovic header or something. So, yeah, 1-0. Yeah, that'll do. I'll take a win. All wins are good at this at this point now. Um, what do you reckon, Dom? Uh, I think I think a 2-0. Uh, I just... We, we just... we just need to be winning against Jeffrey Wednesday more than 1-0, don't we? It's just the crap and we're supposed to not be crap. So let's let's try and not make it difficult for once but that, that's, that's what I'm hoping for I'd like to think that the shackles are off now and we can just go out and give them a good pacing so I'm going to go 4-0 <laughs> it'll, be a, it'll, be a, it'll be another kind of Millwall performance where we just keep the ball no no one's under any pressure we can just go out and play and we can we can hammer them but um, if it's not 4-0 then don't blame me <laughs> good stuff alright lads well thanks for joining me um We'll be back at some point after the Sheffield Wednesday game this weekend, probably on Sunday lunchtime-ish. 
So um, keep an eye on the social media posts and share anything that you see. If you could do that, we'd really appreciate it. And until next time, then thanks very much. See you soon. Cheers.